Catalyst and I have both come up with our own tier lists for Street Fighter V here at this later point in Season 5. We have not shared our tier lists with one another before recording, which means that we have a good bit of back and forth as we agree and, much more frequently, disagree on where certain characters should be. Dig in for our Season 5 tier list extravaganza on this week's extended episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst Green, with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. Right on. Uh, we are, we're doing a big one today. Uh, it's going to be breaking up, broken up into a handful of segments, so it won't be a huge one for you guys, but we are going through our Street Fighter V Season, what are we in, 5 tier list. We'll probably do one more of these at some point after Luke comes out and the game gets updated again, but it's been a while here with this current set of characters. Now that we have V-Shift and such, hasn't been a balance update in a while. And hey, we wanted to charge through and put together a thoughtful, nuanced Event Hubs tier list. John, did you have anything you wanted to say or add before we jump into this? Yeah, um, you know, it's uh, we're trying to do this uh, um, and really get our channel and stuff going. So if people can leave a like, uh, I know people always, you know, asking, begging for likes and stuff like that it actually helps out the channel a ton. Uh, only takes a few seconds if you guys can punch a like button uh, on our videos. We'll be asking kind of going forward. Sorry about that, but it really does make a huge impact. And if you remind people, they tend to do it more. But mm. you asked for thoughts on the tier list. Oh, my goodness. I've been playing the heck out of this game, uh, trying to really get going. I'm actually hitting a, a pretty good spot here. Uh, I'm up right around uh, 50,000 league points and uh, playing the hell out of Rose and playing a lot of other characters. And, and man... This game is interesting. It's way better than it probably has ever been before. Uh, the offensive-defensive balance is good. And we want to get into every single one of these characters and tell you why they suck or why they, you know, maybe not too bad. But yeah. Oh, that's, this that's first one here is going to be the, the characters that we think the suck the most mm. or are the good the suckage. least. Either way, yeah. yes. Most <laughs> suckage, least goodage. Uh, so, okay, we haven't shared each other's uh, lists with one another, so we're going to be finding out for the first time live with you guys what each other thought, and then I guess at the end we can compare and contrast notes, and then you guys can yell at us in the comments, but I venture to guess we may have the same 44th character overall. I'm going to yeah. ask you, we'll say it on three, ready? One, two, three, Dan. Dan. Yep. Yeah, yeah, hey, there we go. Synced yeah. up good. Uh, tell yeah. us why Dan sucks the most. He's He really seems to be constantly overrated. I don't get it. His appearances in tournament are just abysmal. You've seen a, like a few top players pick him and, you know, and try to you know, run and do stuff with him, but it's like they're not meaning him. They're, they're doing it to troll people, right? But Dan's actually, you know, one of the things that he does have going for him, and before I get into that, actually, John, do you agree with that? Do you think that's a pretty fair assessment of where he's at? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's been a pizzazz about him. He's cool. He's amazingly well-designed in terms of his animations. I think they did a really good job making Dan, making the Dan character, the joke, the the, the highlight, all of that stuff. But they've also designed him poorly on purpose. They trained him wrong as a joke. <laughs> Kung Pao, baby. And I just, it's, this was one of the easiest picks for me on the whole list. Like, yeah, he's got that infinite that he used to have. Yeah, there's been some standout moments in tournament, but he's not getting much done otherwise. Yeah, exactly. And, and I will say Dan is actually not bad up close. And, and that's the one area that he has going for him that he's actually quite strong. But 
you know, and there's not a ton of zoners in this game. So I think this is actually the best version of Dan we've maybe seen in a Street Fighter game. Maybe Street Fighter Alpha where he's a secret character. Maybe he's a little better there. But for the most part, Dan's been a joke, joke character. Uh, he's not a joke in this, but he's probably the worst, you know. Um, and, and once you lab him, he falls off so heavily. Uh, it, it's it's He's Dan. You're going up against him. You assume he's never going to be plus on block. Well, he's got a numerous, you know, scenarios where he can actually do that. And you just kind of assume it's going to be your turn and it's not because Dan, right? And that's yeah. kind of what he has going for him. But the moment you shut that down, the moment you take that, like it's, he's just not that great of a character. Mm -hmm. And when damage in this game, uh, this kind of applies to everybody here, but with damage in this game, I don't think anybody, like no one you can count out fully. They get the right in, they get the right V trigger, they get the right mix up. They can melt your life bar. Most characters in go. this game, if not everybody can do that. So, and, and Dan as well, but the amount of times he's going to do it is uh, probably fewer than most everybody else. Yep. All right. Number 43 for me, Blanca. Mm, uh, I've got him have, in a different spot. But, do you have uh, him in this first 11 oh, batch? Yeah, yeah he's okay. really close to this. So, Where'd you yeah, throw uh, Blanca at? We'll talk about him next. I've got him at 42nd. Okay, so just one away. All right, yeah, so why is Blanca uh, the third worst character for you? He falls apart really quickly once you lab him. Uh, we've talked a lot about his V-Trigger 2. It's ferocious and really hard to handle, but it's not as hard to handle as it once was because of V-Shift. You can V-Shift out of a number of his setups, and it's like, okay, like, yeah, he used to be able to melt your entire life bar off of, you know, just kind of going crazy. And it's like, now, you know, you probably don't want to V-Shift his first mix-up because a lot of Blanca players have kind of labbed that and set that up. But that second one, that, that you know, kind of he's going to basically keep you in the vortex. It's like, look for your opening, V-Shift out of there, you know, maybe do the V-Break just to, you know, knock him back. And at that point in time, um, once Blanca is out of his V-Trigger, he's a much worse character. How do and, you feel when, when you're fighting against a Blanca? Like when you're in neutral, do you feel stressed or, or oh, are you yeah. like... I? I don't. I feel like yeah. he's got a bunch of things where he can pounce at you. Like literally he can pounce at you or he can do the ball and whatnot. And those are, especially when I first started playing against Blancas were kind of scary, but it's like the, the payoff for those things is not that great. I, I feel like his only real strong tool is V trigger two, like you said, but the fact that I feel so comfortable in neutral in this game against this character is super telling for me. And so and you're right, V-Shift kind of puts a damp towel across his uh, V-Trigger 2, and that's really all I see him having legitimately, and so, hey, uh, 43rd overall for me. Yeah, you you need to play smart and steady against Blanca, uh, and... Uh most Blanca players are going to be doing anything but playing smart and steady. Uh, they, they're all about keeping you off balance and guessing, and that's how come I do usually feel comfortable with it because it's like, how long before Blanca does something random where I've got to deal with it and I'm just probably not expecting it? You know, and I, I play a very heavy control character. I'm not trying to rush Blanca down. I'm trying to, you know, get him in spots where I'm I'm advantaged, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, but look, this is, this is what Blanca's always been. He's a shenanigans-based character. Capcom made him in that style. This is where he should be at the lower part of the tier list. Um, this is what Blanca is. And, and there would be so many complaints if he was much higher on the tier list for most people. I'd just be like, why did you make a shenanigans based character really strong? That's really bad game design. Yeah. So I'm pretty happy he's at the lower end of the tier list. It's it's where he belongs. I think Dan and Blanca belong down there. Yeah. Um, who is your 43? 43 for me is Alex. Uh, and Alex ends up in no man's land most seasons. And I think Capcom actually gives him okay buffs every year, but he's starting at such a rough point in time. I think it's hard for him to get much of a foothold and put himself in contention in the tiers. But, but where did you have Alex at? 
I have Alex at 36, still in this Ooh, batch, still in the in the bottom job. 11 here. Yeah. But uh, Alex, for me, I am afraid of this character in neutral. He's got some really good individual tools that his main problem has been that he's never gotten them to work well with each other. Uh, and they do more now than than ever before, but still... Uh, so, so he can, he's one of those characters that can absolutely roll you over. He can get you in neutral, especially with that big boot or the, just the lariat that they keep buffing and his arm just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Akira style, not the Akira in this game, the other, um, and then, uh, but, and like, he's got, he's got not vortex, but he's got, you know, some situations where it's scary. Uh, the, a lot of them are kind of fake or gimmicky, but if you haven't labbed them, uh, he can definitely, he gets away with stuff. And then he's always mm -hmm. got the threat of like maybe a sudden stun gun or a stomp from nowhere. That doesn't add up to a lot of wins for Alex, but it adds up to scary situations. Um, and, and so he doles out the damage. He can get you. He's, he's playing, he's rolling the dice and the dice are not in his favor, but when they do come up and they do come up, he's going to, he's going to roll you over. And so I can't, I can't put him down too far on the tier list. I mean, still bottom 11, but that's yeah. Alex for me. His KO power is really strong. And as you just said, a few correct reads and you're going to end your opponent in seconds, especially if they have not labbed the matchup much, which is the case for a lot of people, because why are you going to lab against, you know, Alex when people like Akuma and Rashid exist, right? Um, and I personally feel like this leads people into thinking that Alex is better than he is because he's just this massively explosive robbery character. And, and they tend to forget, like, how many hard reads it takes to, you know, get Alex actually into that point to do that kind of stuff. Um, he's got terrible defense, not so great uh, Okazemi, especially for a grappler. Uh, I think Alex is hands down the worst grappler in Street Fighter Five, and that's, you know, that's not a good thing in this game. Um, and uh, flat out for me, if you like consistency, don't watch Alex in this game. Because one minute he might look viable and decent, but over time you're just going to see that he's, in my opinion, one of the worst characters in the game. And only the most hardcore players are like sticking with this guy for good reason. Mm -hmm. All right, my number 42. This is going to be interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm not super sold on this, but it's to the best of my ability from what I've seen thus far. Number 42 for me is Oro. Um, Oro probably wow. won't, he probably won't land this low when all is said and done. But from what I have seen so far, people are, are saying, yeah, he's got potential, but they haven't been able to realize it. And then a, a lot of the people that have been playing him seem to have reverted to other characters because he doesn't feel like he's worth it. After that fast fall was gone, I don't know how much attention Oro has been getting relative to that and uh, relative to before. And so it's like, yeah, I, I see that V trigger that I, we talked about on the podcast before. I was very afraid of Tengu stone being a robbery V trigger. People keep dropping it left and right, or even using the other one. Cause it's easier to deal with. Uh, I've seen some threatening stuff from Moro. I've lost a round or two, but I see him very uh, infrequently. And when I do, he's, he's, it just seems like he's the character that's pretty dang hard to wrap your mind around, to wrap your fingers around. And uh, people have not been fleshing him out to that potential that I do think is probably there. But I haven't seen enough with this character to say that he's he's really that scary. And again, I, I can see a future where that changes. But until it does, I'm like, ah, I just I don't have faith in him. And it, and it didn't feel right putting him above many of these other characters. Yeah, I actually have Aura clear up at 30th. Uh, some people might feel this is too high, probably this guy I'm talking to over here, but you're starting to see some potential uh, of Oro's being unlocked, especially with his checkmate V-Trigger, the Tengu Stone. Um, Oro is among the most technical characters in the entire game, uh, and he hasn't been out that long. Um, and, you know, people feel he's kind of like a, a you know, a middling character in this game, uh, our low tier, right? Uh, being technical and not that strong, we've talked about it before, it just it ends up being a, a, sometimes a death knell, but 
Here's the thing about it. There's a handful of super strong Oriole players who emerged in third strike. And you'd run across these players in tournament. And even though he was not very popular in that game, in the hands of a pro-level player who put the time in, he was super scary. And that's the reason I've got him at 30th. Is I just, don't think we'll ever see that. I don't think we'll ever see that with well. Street Fighter Five. I don't think the passion is there for Five for people to mm-hmm. dig that far into it. And I think once this game goes away, I don't think you're going to see a huge scene of people excavating it continually. Uh, to the point, and I don't think you're going to see it in a lot of tournaments. And if that's the case, then I don't think you have that situation where you have enough longevity in the game for people to unlock, so to speak, that level of Oro. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've got, uh, we've got another year and a handful of months, what a year and six months or something like that, probably in this game. And I think that's enough time to really get in there, especially with, you know, the new balance updates that's going to be coming in March, uh, right after they probably announced street fighter six, they're going to have that, uh, pop out. And I think Oro is going to get some decent buffs in there, but I mean, one of the big things about it, you, we've mentioned it, but the, the Tengu stone always gives him a puncher's chance of just closing out a round by doing 50 to 60% damage or even more. If you, you throw in like a mix up or reset and he's He's got a tool for darn near every situation in the game. The problem is those tools are complex and hard to use. So he's going to take time. And a lot of people who picked him up, as you say, have already dropped him. That was completely expected for me. But there's just a handful of oral loyalists who just love this character. And I think they're going to emerge and kind of show up in a handful of regions, a handful of tournaments, and they're going to bop people. Because if you have not put in a lot of time against this character, he can really mess you up. Because like I just said, he has a tool for every situation in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that that's been a thing that we've seen before where a character has like a ton of tools, but then it's so hard to to specifically put them all in their place and uh, do that consistently that like that in and of itself. Well, like you've said many times, the technicality really nerfs them in a sense. And so um, but I, if, if anybody here is like that's listening is an Oro uh, master or on the way to becoming an Oro master an Oro faithful, we should say, I would like to hear what you have to say about this character in terms of uh, where you might put them on the tier list. Because uh, again, I don't have a ton of faith in this particular placement, uh, this particular character and my placement of him because I've seen so little of him. Uh, he's one of two characters that I'm just kind of like, eh. But, uh, but I do want to hear because that's kind of where the, the most excavation needs to be um, because he's one of the newest. So. Um, okay, number 41, who you got? I've got Fong. Uh, Fong is really set up with a bunch of crafty tools, and he's not a terrible character in the hands of an elite player. Uh, he can z- do some zoning tricks. He's got like he's very slippery, right? Uh, he's so slippery that, that few other characters can kind of keep up with his movement options in this game. The problem is those movement options don't result in a lot of like damage or great stuff for Fong. It's mostly like he's kind of dodging out of the way so he can do some of his mediocre zoning, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's a, it, but where did you have Fong at? I have him at uh, the very top of this final segment. I have him at 34th. Okay. Yeah, and so... yeah he's the, he, like everything you're saying there is pretty true. He's, he comes across as very scary because the few Fongs that you run into, similar to like, you know, might be the case with Dalsim or Honda, you know, you don't see a ton of people playing the character, but when you do, they're the key people that have really figured him out. I think kind of like what you were saying about Oro, if the game had enough time and he's got these crazy weird traps and similar, like well, infinite I, I actually pressure strings. To the, the top mm-hmm. players you're talking like, you know, Vega patch and a few others who are just these amazing Fong players, uh, um, um, uh, mono. Mono's another one and stuff. And this is a character to me who's heavily defined by your own individual skill. It's not like Fong is carrying you to wins in Street Fighter V. You're you're putting him on your shoulder and being like, okay, let's freaking go up the mountain. But is that how you see it? Or is it more of like, you know, there there's this character's better than I'm seeing? Because to me, it's just it's all the players doing, you know, the the heavy lifting with this guy. 
he's got some uh, input the stuff, uh, but even that is not like input the stuff and like where G would be like insert the sequence and then maybe it's going to like lop half of their life off. It's like for Fong, it's input the sequence and you might get a little bit of damage and poison them. So maybe a little additional damage. It's little tiny bits and pieces. And I think that's what really separates them. He's a weird, different character with damage over time. So Capcom's always been really careful around him. So yes, I, I agree with you, but the chances that he takes still don't amount to a ton for him usually. I mean, he can get a full crush counter combo and do some damage there, but he's just so wonky. And and like, like you say, I think if you lab him or if you kind of know things like where to stand, how to play against him, the fact that like I, I remember getting some advice from Rolhino at Evo because uh, I was about mm -hmm. to play a Fong player and he said, oh yeah, Fong, or maybe he had just played a Fong player. And I was like, I always have trouble with that matchup. He says, oh, you just zone him. And it's like, wait, you zone him? It's like, yeah, as Nicola, you just zone him out. You just keep him away. And like, what's he going to do? He has to come to you. And when the onus is on him, that character falls apart. And like, oh, interesting. So yeah. when you think about things like that, like the character's good at a few things, but you have to be so multifaceted and able to switch gears so much in this game. And I don't know that he necessarily can. I think that's where his big weakness is. And then, like we said, the chances that he does have to take uh, a lot of times, like they they'll when they're going his favor, they still don't give him all that much relative to a lot of other characters. Yeah, he's one of the most unique characters in this game, which is pretty cool. Like, you you want unique characters. And if his style and approach fits what you want, there you go. That's where you're seeing the Fong players in tournament that do really well, right? You can make this character work at high levels of play, which is kind of crazy for, for someone this low on my list. But that is, you know, kind of the nature of Street Fighter V. But... It it's hard. It's really mm -hmm. hard, and it's just it it. That's how come I've got him at forty first. It's just like yeah, I I it, he's been out so long, and so few people have actually been able to make him work, and most people have dropped him that that picked him up over time. So yeah, okay. So he was my thirty four. For me, number forty one is Sagat. Sagat is oh, a character wow. that if he wins some crap, then maybe we can talk about putting him up. Uh, because he's been one of those characters that everyone was like, yeah, he's not going to be great. He's a zoner in Street Fighter V, and unless you're an amazing zoner, you're not going to be all that great. He's never really been an amazing zoner, uh, and I just haven't seen even the best actually make things work with him, and and I don't think this game benefits him all that much. There's talk about when V-Shift was introduced that it's going to be all about the zoners. I don't think that we've seen that. I don't think that we've seen V-Shift be a a massively helpful thing for zoners. And in fact, you can use it against fireball characters in the mid screen to, uh, to actually just push them to the, uh, to the corner in a lot of scenarios. So it, it also harms him in that way. And so I just, I, uh, yeah, he's got some stuff, but I've never, for as long as he's been out, I've never seen people bring that all together. Bonchan's got some cool stuff. I know Zaffirino plays a lot of Sagat and does decently well, but I just haven't seen the results from this character. I've played him a little bit myself, especially after he first dropped. He's fine i guess but in this batch like i can put a lot of other characters easily above him and uh just he doesn't have a lot of of a lot on his resume behind him to back him up yeah for me I, i've got him at 33rd much higher than you and the difference here is that i i look at the other characters that, that sagat is surrounding and i just i would rather play sagat than those other characters i think sagat's actually got a number of tools that are better than the low tiers and that's how come i've got them a little further up than that or a good bit further up than that but the problem is is like his lack of tournament results and other stuff like i i even wanted him to put higher Wait, you than said like you'd rather play against sagat than those other characters no no i'd rather play as sagat than those oh, other as characters. Sagat than those yeah okay. I, I would much rather use him because again he he's a powerhouse mid-range fighter he does big damage when he's able to manipulate his opponent however 
this is Street Fighter V. Good luck manipulating anyone for any ex extended period of time. You just can't do it in this game. He's got uh, like a trick and a half. And then if you if that trick and a half doesn't work, it's like, what are you going to do with him? Now, I, I, on the other hand, I have seen Bonchan play Sagat at the highest of levels and get quite a bit out of him. Zaffirino, you mentioned as well. And the thing about Sagat, he's the king. He's one of the, the most popular characters in the history of Street Fighter. And, and there's not that many people playing him. And it's just, it's, it's so I get the lower ranking with this guy. I think he has a little bit more juice, but not a lot more. We're basically saying, is he bottom, uh, is he bottom tier or is he low tier? That That's pretty much the, the debate we're having right now. I think he's low tier, but it doesn't mean, you know, I, I could see the, the thing about him being bottom to uh, just on, on usage alone. It, it's pretty abysmal for him. Mm -hmm. All right. Number 40 for you. What you got at, at 40? I've got E Honda. Um, oh, I don't is, have E Honda in this grouping at all. Yeah, he is one of the biggest scrub killers around, uh, and he's a big time winner at low levels of play. But as you rank up, less and less people fall prey to his tactics. Uh, Let's Honda talk about some, Honda when yep. when he pops up on my list because I think okay. that'll be an interesting discussion. So we'll right. we'll shelve him for now. Yeah, that's not a problem, little yeah. asterisk next to him, and uh, we'll bring him up later. Uh, so my number forty then is Falk. Mm. Falk uh, was going to be lower. In fact, I was going to put Falk maybe between Blanca and Dan or next to Blanca. But then she just won a major, right? So it's like if I'm going to give Sagat crap for not winning much or not appearing in, in results, I got to give Falk something for winning. And I have heard that she's become significantly better. It's probably that people aren't giving her much of a chance because of her history. Maybe that's part of the the why we're not seeing as much of her. But when push comes to shove, it's like I've, I've fought against higher level uh falks online and they know their stuff i guess that's the significance of it and then so after a few matches i'll learn okay i, I can figure out falk fairly quickly and that's not always the case with all these characters i and especially for me i usually have to figure things out out of the game and then come back to the game i can figure out fall kind of in the game fairly rapidly and if that's the case it's like that's not a good look for a character that everyone already knows is not the best and it's like well she's What's her new stuff? What's her goofy stuff? Uh, if I can figure that out pretty quickly, like I have, it's just like, yeah, she's she's just not getting not getting things done for me. Yeah, I've got Falk at thirty fourth, uh, a lot higher up than you, because I think she's a good bit better than she once was, as you mentioned. She won a CPT event, but even before then, you started seeing her regularly appear in the results of tournaments, not just at the very end. Um, she racked up uh, two, uh, a one fifth place finish and two ninth place finishes on the CPT, like just this year. And, and Capcom mainly buffed her ability to control people mid-screen, and shockingly enough, it worked. Because <laughs> they buffed, you know, they they buffed characters before, but but Falk is actually difficult to approach now. And if you're reckless, she's she's capable of lopping off huge portions of your life for doing so. Um, she can you know zone out further now. Um, at, like to me, this is a much improved character. And and various tier lists I'm seeing up online, it's like people are like, yeah, this is a good character relatively good character uh compared to where she was which was you know worst in the game or second worst in the game now she's you know I, i've got her you know 10 spots up from that uh i i think she's quite a bit better now and, and if you exploit if you play an experienced falk which I, I know you've done as well it's they can mess you up now where before it was like pretty much not free wins but like good luck you know mm. so it sounds like her improvement for you is about 10 spots and for me it was about three spots so she is improved yeah. but yeah. how much i don't know uh number 39 who you got uh, number thirty nine, I've got jury, and uh, so who do you, where do you have jury at? I'm curious. And uh, not in this, not in this uh, oh. section. All right, but tell me well, about jury. Yeah, we've got a lot of we've got a lot of controversy at this lower part, right? Mm -hmm. So, 
Jury's what happens when you take a highly technical character, but make their rewards mostly eh. Uh, because if fighting against an experienced jury player, uh, if if you don't know the match, it's typically going to result in a loss, right? Uh, and this leads people to think that she's better than she actually is. However, if you stay out of range, that makes it difficult for her to charge up her moves. And then you bait out some of her more obvious setups like the EX flip kick into, you know, V-trigger, you just neutral jump it. And then, you know, she lands right in front of you and you've got a big punish window for her. Um, so... This I'm is, afraid I, of, of jury's neutral. That's the thing for me. I uh, that hop kick that's also a crush counter, and that that movement moves like that in Street Fighter are secretly and not so secretly, but not often acknowledged as really good. They're really powerful. That tiny movement, that tiny like, oh, I was here and now I'm here, and it's not because I I walked or dashed. That's a big deal for a lot of moves in the, in the interactions, especially if it's got crush counter high priority properties. Her movement speed's pretty dang good. Um, and, and like the people that play her are really refined at this point. Like you're not running across a lot of, uh, of like slug sluggish juries or, or um, uh, juries that don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I go back and forth with juries, but I am never comfortable playing against her. And that's like, even when I've, I've got her in the corner or whatever, I mean, she still has a, a good reversal DP uh, and, and can just go ham on you. Uh, so she's, I mean, she's not amazing. She, she's got other characters that do neutral better than she does that dole, that dole out damage at a higher rate than she does. But like for all the other characters that I have here that have certain faults and stuff, she has a relatively solid base. It's just that she doesn't, she doesn't go super high above that from where she starts, something like that. Yeah, I, I personally would still like to see some more buffs for her because, of you know, she's a very cool character. She's one of the most popular characters in the game, uh, uh, in, at least Street Fighter, um, you know, uh, not playing wise, but in terms of like, you know, just what people love. You know, it's like Ryu, Jury, Ken, all this, you know, she's up there, right? Um, and you make a technical character low tier or mid tier or whatever, and this is kind of what happens. And it's really disappointing to me uh, because I think Jury is a very nice character in this. She's got interesting stuff. Um, it's just so few people actually play her and put time into her. And again, I, I really think she falls apart a lot when you lab her. Uh, she's much like Alex and a few others. It, it, it's really key that you are at very specific ranges with Jury. If you are outside of those ranges, uh, she is a much better character. Uh, yeah, but if you're in those ranges where she basically kind of can't charge her stocks and she can't do some of her wild stuff, it, she's she can still win, but it's much harder for her. Uh, that's kind of how I see her. Mm. So what was she for you? What number? 39. 39. Okay, so for me, 39... Do you have Birdie in your bottom tier? I do not. He's I do. Up. I do. Do you want to talk about him now or do you want to save? It's your call, man. Okay. Well, well I have some stuff to say about him. Birdie is a character that was, I mean, he's won a Capcom Cup in the past, back in season two. And uh, he was a character that had a ton of gimmick BS about him. And Capcom has whittled away that gimmick BS over and over and over again throughout the years. And unlike Rashid, who they've hit, or Akuma, who they've hit, and uh, whom they've hit, and, and like it's it's had some effect, but not massive. I think it's had massive effect on Birdie because I think his bench didn't run that deep. I think he had a couple of really goofy scenarios, goofy situations he could easily put himself into. And then he had huge benefits off of those. But Capcom has nerfed them one way or another and now he's just kind of gimmicks that a smart player can make happen and you see some smart birdies like i run into that what's his name Upchain god uh i think is his name uh he's a he's a higher ranked birdie player and we go back and forth but even when i'm playing like my early akira and i don't have my bearings yet i still feel 
like I can do something and I have a fighting chance against this like grandmaster or ultra grandmaster or whatever he is, uh, birdie player. And it, it really comes down to the birdie player's reads and stuff like that. He's like yeah. a better Blanca in that respect, but I'm still like not massively afraid. I know the things that he wants to do. And if I thwart them, uh, he's got a really hard time on defense. His gimmicks just aren't really there anymore. And still he can, he can win rounds. Any character can win rounds. He can win matches, but I just, I think he's a shell, a big fat shell of the character that he used to be. Thank goodness. Cause I didn't like his design when he was good. Um, and unfortunately I think he was poorly designed. And then when they took away what made him good, it just immediately plummeted him down to the bottom tier. Yeah, I've got him at 27th, and um, he was he was definitely too strong for too long. Um, and, and his ability to force the opponent into bad situations was just too easy for him. Or it was just, you know, he could he could just kind of organically make it happen too often. Um, and But I do think he's been kept somewhat intact, even though the fighting game community is like, birdies, blah, blah, blah. It's like, go look at the results, because he's still placing in pretty much every tournament that you can see out there. And yeah, he's not in the top eight anymore, but, you know, there's still a number of players who play him and are placing with him. He's, he's a YOLO character. I think he's and, a scrub killer, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're going to make a character who gives two craps uh, about the opponent and forces you into hard reads all the time, you don't want them to be that strong. So the fact that, that Birdie's where he's at right now, I'm very happy with. Again, he's more a grappler than a brawler, just kind of like his, his very nature. He's not based around command grabs, but like the way he makes you play is very grapplery, right? So Birdie players, like they, they keep saying he's abysmal, maybe compared to where it once was, sure. But again, it, it's, he's still a pretty good character, if you ask me. And he's still a threat to place in tournament every single time you run across one. Uh, that's just kind of the nature of Birdie. He's, he's, the meta of this game really does favor him pretty darn well. I think he has to play neutral. I don't know about that. I think he has to play neutral now and they've made his neutral so like he's whiff punishable and he's kind of predictable and he can't just say, well, I'm skipping neutral and going into EX shoulder or whatever it is, bull, whatever, bull, bullhorn, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and because he doesn't have that, it's like sometimes he'll get you with those things. Sometimes he'll dolphin dive and it'll still catch you and like, sure, whatever. And then he's in and he can do street fighter five mix-ups and he's got that going for him, but he's so manageable and neutral now and he doesn't have those gimmicks to fall back on to just skip neutral that i think that leaves him in the bottom 11 yeah if you talk to karen players about how easy it is to manage a neutral i don't give two <laughs> anything about <laughs> karen players opinions those privileged uh, we'll get to her yeah. uh, <laughs> i'm sure not in this video though uh so who do you have for number is it 38 yeah 38 would be gill for me and mm. I really did not want to put Gil this low. I was like, that kills you, doesn't it? Didn't yeah. you want Gil to be higher? It's uh, The big problem is he's been heavily explored, and most people have had trouble sticking with him long term. Yeah, his two-frame parry, it's great. Uh, and you'd think alone that would make him strong, but in my opinion, you'd be wrong. But where do you have Gil at? I have Gil in the next batch. Uh, I okay. have him at 31, but I will okay. talk about not him here. I'm, I didn't have, I don't have a ton of opinion on Gil. We've played Dream King's Gil and Dream King's a decent player and, 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 you know, has, has figured stuff out. He's got some cool setups. He's got amazing combos. I think one of Dream King's best uh, attributes is his ability to perform, to figure out and perform combos. And Gil is combofactory.com for sure. But with all of the things that he has, all of the flash, all of the potential, it looks like he has with all the crazy, um, you know, V-Skill, V-Trigger uh, retribution stuff, he's still not putting things together. And mm -hmm. the opinions about this game are all over the damn place right now, but a lot of the opinions about Gil are like, 
lower mid at best and then probably bottom tier people just do not like gil and and i, I mean that's not the only hill i'm i'm dying on here that that's not the only thing that i'm going off of because i have a couple of characters that i think are are against the that have that, are, that emerge as like everybody has an, a similar opinion about this character and i don't agree and so there are so few characters like that um where everybody agrees on them uh but but gil seems to be one of those lower tiers and uh i think he's i think he's okay i think he can do some stuff he's not just a just a fish to be shot in a barrel but i don't think he's amazing and and people have been exploring this character people have been labbing him you've seen uh this is what i found in training mode how do i put this into a game how do i put this into a match and it just it the the, the ends have not met for him so i don't have him in the bottom 11 but i don't have him much higher than that yeah, uh, his fireballs have a lot of startup on them, and they're often not true block strings because of that. And that allows a number of fighters in this game to blow right through his fireballs and therefore his zoning way too easily. And if Gil can't zone, he's forced to try to navigate his way inside, which he can do, but it's not easy for him. And and he, like he's got stuff like a considerably worse like you know knee than Urian, and he's got a very floaty jump. Um, he does have a great dash, however, and he can really dish out the damage once he gets in, and get, you know especially gets you painted for a re retribution, you know kind of setup. But he's massively technical, and he needs too many hard reads to play at a high level, yeah. and this keeps him really underwhelming in my opinion for the most part. He looks great when you get a few hard reads and you know get his two frame parry going and some retribution combos. He looks fantastic. You're like, oh my gosh, You're like Gil, why is he? you know, so low, but you, you have to start relying on playing neutral zoning with them. And, you know, you just got people like Balrog who on reaction, like the moment he sees a fireball, spin right through it, knock him out. And it's like Balrog's in on you now. What are you going to do, Gil? You know, and it's, yeah. For, for Gil, like one of the very, very simplified ways I might think about it is that like he has to be, he has to be in a place where he can, or the player has to be in a place where they can get you to jump at a high fireball. You know, like when that's where Gil's at, that's where he's really at advantage because uh, he's manipulated things far enough along to get you to jump when he when he predicts you will. But even then, it's still something of a prediction. It's not hard, like he's for sure going to get the advantage here. And so for, for all the time that he doesn't have his opponent, the player doesn't have their opponent in that place mentally, uh, Gil's really kind of having a hard time. So, and certain characters don't care. Some characters are like, yeah. I don't care if you throw high or low, like Balrog probably just go through the, you know, yeah. with, with the ability to go through. So um, it's like, he's good against characters where fireballs are a thing. And even then he's got to be a decent bit ahead of his opponent. The player has to be a decent bit ahead of their opponent to really make him shine. Yeah, I agree. All right, so number 38 for me is Zangief, the mm. red cyclone, or I think he's the iron cyclone now. Either way, he's not that good. Um, that this is, this is a character, well, first of all, do you have him down here? I have him lower, I have, uh, higher, I should say. I have him at 31st, but still fairly low okay. on the list. Yeah, so Zangief, uh, he's got some stuff, but similar to like what I was talking about with Birdie, his neutral is just not good. Uh, he, he just struggles so much there. And if I just sit there and react to what Zangief tries to do, uh, it's like, what is he going to do? Like sometimes it works out and then he has something of a vortex to scare you with. Sure. Zangief can win rounds. Zangief can win matches, but dude, I see this guy. Oh, hold struggling. On. I have to, I have to interrupt you to say, you say something of a vortex. His vortex is one of the best in the game. Like, I mean, it, it's, it, do you disagree with that or that's yeah, like... good? It's good, okay. but it's not enough to get him to win. And it's like, oh, you guess your way out. Yeah, plus V shift. It's like, yeah. it's just okay. the benefits mm -hmm. of that are just not great. And also it's hard to time 
important stuff in this game. I challenge people with Wake Up Jab. I get challenged with Wake Up Jab, and that is a very, very, very valid option, uh, especially if you're playing online. Um, so, like all things considered, it's like, man, this character has to work so hard, and I can see as I'm playing against any Zangief player online, uh, I can see the sweat and the and the stress and and how much like I can see it in my mind's eye what's going on on the other you know other side of the uh, of the match and i almost feel bad but uh not that bad because uh you know i want to win my get my sweet sweet lp but it's just like what's he gonna do and you see him get frustrated you see him go for more heavy punches than he should and you just counter him you say i'm sorry man here you, but you're pushed to the corner now or you see him jumping like oh here comes a jump sometimes hard reads yeah it'll win you but i just it's so hard for zangief and i feel so comfortable against him regardless of who it is i'm playing it's just sorry yeah, uh, shout out to V Shift uh, because he's quite a bit worse than he was in a previous season, where he was a you know one of the some people had him up there in like you know the top fifteen, some people had him up there in the top ten. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I only got him down to thirty first because I I don't think he's fallen off just an amazing amount because you know Kichipamu and a few other people are still playing him. He's still viable. Um, but he is a hard read the hell out of your opponent character. And, you know, when you talk about KO power, uh, plus Okazemi, like Geef is, you know, right up there among the best characters in the game, but can you consistently get to those spots on screen? And, and not only that, but one of the big problems that Geef has in this game, of course, is just, you can pressure the hell out of him where in previous games, you know, he had his Lariat as kind of a reversal and other stuff like that. And you didn't want to get too close to his command grabs this game. He's all about the Oki and all about getting momentum and then holding it. And the moment he loses momentum, Geef can fall apart almost like Dalsim because of like how much you can rush him down. And you've got a rushdown character against Geef and he loses momentum. He can be done right. He's there. comfortable at one spot on the screen and one spot only. And that is when he's in your face with advantage everywhere else. It's hard for him and it's really hard for him to get to that one spot. So yeah, he's, yeah. he's shooting half court shots all the time. Well, and then, um, uh, you know, once he does get to that one spot, you were talking about V shift, like you can V shift all the way. Now the, the counter is like, if the Geef player knows that V shift is coming and I've seen it, you know, a few times they can, you know, double dash or do whatever to get in there, but that's a hard read. That is not a consistent thing. You've basically got to think, okay, my opponent's probably going to V shift here. Let me go. And it's like, you've got to be two or three steps ahead of everything with Zangief. He was game. already I... making hard reads because he was either going to jump after you, you know, if you were yep. going to like jump on wake up or not or, or block and whatnot. But now it's just another layer to Zangief. It just it just makes it harder for him. One yep. more way it could not go his way. Or if he's ready for V-Shift and you don't V-Shift, maybe you're out because he did the V-Shift counter and uh, you woke up jab and he dashed into it, something like that. So, yeah. And you've got some zoners like Rose and Monat and Guile who just give him problems, you know, and it's just he's got some of the more lopsided matchups in the game. But you also have some really good lopsided stuff in his favor where if you have to get close to, you know, win and all that. Geef is pretty decent in those matchups. He's not mm -hmm. too bad. Uh, so, I, yeah, I want to call him terrible, but definitely worse than he was before. Who's your number? Is it 38? Have you said you're 38? Uh, I have got uh, 37. Uh, Gil was my 38. Okay. Who's your 37? 37 is Nikali. Oh, I don't have him in this section. I did at first, but I was I was trying to be fair, and uh, and I didn't put him in the section. But we can let, let's save him. Let's save him for the for the next one because it'll okay. be in the uh, the next section. My thirty seven was actually Armika, mm -hmm. and I know you're not gonna. I know she's not here for you. I think Armika yeah. is probably number two for you overall, or something <laughs> like that. But uh, just really quick, uh, I don't have a ton to say about Mika. Maybe we'll save her for when she pops up on your end. All I would say here is just pretty much everything I just said about Zangief. 
but she has some gimmicks to get in with. She can she can do her drop kick, and sometimes it's going to work a little more often. She can do her, her sudden splash and cut her her jump arcs, and so that gives her something in the neutral to be something of uh, somewhat afraid of. And then if she gets in, she can be a real pain. And her V trigger can uh, her V triggers, I should say, can be kind of comebacky and 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 can rob you and, and at least get her some mileage. So uh, she's close to Zangief and and a lot of the faults that he has, but she has some gimmicks that sort of uh, put band aids over there. Give shortcuts some of the time and that's why she's above them gotcha um okay so who's your 36 then 36 is cody um i where do you have cody at first of all because i had cody i had cody way down Mm -hmm. and then the more research i did i had to keep bumping him up and up and up Uh, he's not super high but uh, i don't have him here in the bottom but i don't have a ton to say about cody let's jump into him now where do you have him at exactly though 25th 20, ooh, 25th wow. because okay. because and i tried not to be too influenced here by mm-hmm. by other people but i mean this was one of the few where i didn't have a ton to say about him i think he can be really solid but i've seen fewer and fewer cody's uh and and i mean there's some tech there's some tech coming out right now with his knife being a lot better than yep. it used to be sure uh, but I just, I haven't experienced it much. I haven't seen a lot of it. I've seen like a couple of videos of Shine doing things. It's like, fair enough, cool. But that's like Shine and NL- NLBC. I need more than that to boost him too high. Uh, and I mean, it boosted him up to 25th overall with some yeah. of the things that I've heard and, and his potential. And I've seen some solid play, but I couldn't do any higher than that. And even this feels like a little bit of a stretch for me. Yeah, it's. A, I want him to be better than he is because I really like this character. Uh, I know that's uh, sacrilegious for, for some people who are really big fans of Cody. Shouts to Nick, not much to Stan. But anyway, I'm actually he doesn't like this number. Cody though. Yeah, he does. Yeah, uh, but I, as you said, um, uh, V Trigger two get people away from the pipe, the command grab stuff that he has, and going over to the knife. You know that knife is really good, and sure. they're making people. People are making it work really well now. So this guy is a beast when he gets in your face, and he makes you hold a lot of plus moves, and it's kind of hard to take your turn sometimes. He's also got that very nice two frame uh, dodge and parry move. Um, it helps him from being you know zoned out throughout the match, uh, but he's very susceptible to random. And he, when someone just happens to throw out a just do it move, it tends to home in on, on Cody and smack him right in the face. <laughs> if you're not there, good with just do it moves in this game, you're you're got a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And from from there, his defensive options are just really limited. So instead of calling Cody a glass cannon, I'd actually call him an unstable cannon where he fires a few of the wrong shots off. And, and you know, maybe they hit you, maybe they don't. But he manages to knock himself over in the process and become easy prey. <laughs> That's where why I have Cody this low, because it's hard to mitigate the risk you're taking when you're 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 playing offense with him. Um, and, and he, so he oftentimes has to play fairly safe and resort to his mediocre fireball game to kind of approach your opponent. And that's just not a great strategy overall because it doesn't lead to a lot of wins, but it leads to some, he's good if you can make all that work. So in the hands of a really strong player, yes, Cody's probably better here than, uh, than the 36 placement. I have him, uh, the damage, his setups, man, they're great, but the, the, the risk you have to take to get there and stay there. And then you have to make up for his lack of defense once you, you know, get blown up for it. That just, I couldn't put him any higher than 36, even though I wanted to. Mm. Um, so I had Alex at 36. I have a number 35, Nash. Did we line the up on that place one? I've got him. Yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> Matched up on uh, that one. 
Cool. Yeah. So Nash is better than he was because he was, he and Alex were booty butt cheeks tier at the very bottom of the entire tier list for way too long. Um, I have some problems with Nash. I think he's got, I think he's got interesting neutral. And, and I guess uh, you can see the theme coming here that the ability in neutral is a huge factor, at least for me in this game. I think that if you can control neutral and you don't have to take risks, that's a big deal. Um, Nash takes some risks, but his like for his fireball, for instance, the risk is on the startup. And if he's far enough away, hey, that's 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 kind of the fireball that you want because you don't want people reacting to it. Um, I mean, if they react to it, they react to it. But if they didn't do it in time and then they try to do it late, like he's he's swatting you out of the air every time because his recovery on it is actually relatively quick. It's just all in the startup. Um, his his movement is, I mean, his walk speed's abysmal, but his movement options are really good. And he can zip about mm -hmm. the screen with moves, with uh, with maneuvers, with his V trigger. Uh, and, and no one's, everyone still doesn't know his V trigger too very well. So he can eke out some hits with that and it can go into some pretty big stuff. They've extended the kinds of combos that he can do. Uh, I, I have to give a pro tip about uh, Nash's V trigger two it's called block high that's that's mm -hmm. how you beat it block high and it, it's it's tricky you wouldn't think they'd give him an overhead stuff just just block high but anyway mm -hmm. we're saying yeah so uh, here's my here's my kind of nutshell approach against in my experiences against nash players uh, i will lose to him but if i play them over and over again uh similar to falk i can figure him out not as quickly as falk and some of his gimmicks or some of his approaches some of his like yeah you're either going to be ready for this or you're not are more effective than hers because she's more of a zoner anyway. He's kind of trying to, kind of trying to make you make you come to him, but then spring on you at certain times. He's always ready to just like leap forward with certain like the ex uh, scythe and things like that. And uh, he's he's got some decent stuff to work with, but you can figure out his game plan. And when you do, he uh, he. He's just, he doesn't have enough in that particular tank to get him much higher than this. And so, yeah, he's still one of those lower tiers. Uh, his payouts are just not enough for the kinds of risks that he does have to take when he takes them. And and maybe it's not so much the risks, but it's like the how transparent his game plans sort of become. Something like that. Yeah. Nash actually had a CPT win, as you mentioned, for the first time in four years in the Brazil CPT event back in May. But he, he's rarely seen even with getting some significant buffs. Like, you just don't see him a lot in tournament. This is not like, you know, a, I would compare him to like a Birdie and a Mika. Like, you you see Nash even way less than those characters, right? And um, it's it's my thing about Nash is like he was, you know, maybe the most popular character in season one. Obviously won a ton of events, you know, had a really high representation rate uh, back then. But people downloaded him. People, you know, and he hasn't gotten a lot of new tools since then. I know like some of his hop kicks and other stuff are improved. And so he can get some ranges and he can do some stuff. But Nash, again, he's just one of those really inconsistent characters where he looks good one minute. And then like you just see him get zoned out or rushed down for the entire match. And you're like, Man, I, I, I'm not buying it. So I've seen a, a number of players with Nash in like the mid tiers and other stuff. And I'm like, nah, I'm like, he's, you know, going from dead last or close to it to, to this many spots up, you know, uh, nine, ten spots up. That's hard to do. Not many characters can pull that off. So that's, you know, big ups to Capcom for buffing him enough so he could win a CPT event and do other things because there's some hardcore Nash loyalist for whatever reason out there, uh, you know, and, and you know, they, they really want to play this character. And so I'm glad he's good enough to actually compete. That is where I think that the distinction is at now with Nash. I think he's good enough to be viable in tournament, very obviously. If you win a CPT event, you're good enough, right? But I don't think he's a great character. Hopefully his son Luke will reach higher heights than he does. I'm, yes. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that he's it's his son either. Um, yeah. That's just a guess. Uh, and then thirty four. I had Fong. Did we already hit your thirty four? Yeah, my thirty fourth was uh, Falk. 
Oh, that's it. So, we're done. Yeah. Yep. There we go. So guys, uh, we're really trying to grow the channel here right now. So uh, again, uh, once if you can leave a like, I know a bunch of people beg and stuff for likes and all that kind of stuff like it, but it really helps us. It's like the number one thing people can do right now. If you want to see more content and stuff from us, uh, just leave a like here on the video. It's super, super, super appreciated. There we are. And but if you're going to spend the time to like, hey, subscribe. And also, you know that moms love to subscribe to stuff. Tell your mom about it. It doesn't matter if she watches the content or not. Just tell her to, to make a YouTube account and subscribe. We'll take it. Um, yeah, we're uh, we're going through we're going through our tier list here for Street Fighter Five. So if you haven't seen Part One, please go back check out Part One really quick. You can you can do the Spark Notes version. We got timestamps on it. Uh, but we both did our first uh, eleven characters, and now we are into Part Two of the uh, forty-four character tier list. We're going to do the uh, the next eleven here, and uh, I already know the first one we're going to talk about because it was revealed by John last time that he had a uh, Nikali farther down. I have Nikali at number 33 out of 44 mm. overall. He has been my main for the vast majority of this game. And uh, so you had a lot to say on him. We can start out with what you had to say about Nikali. Yeah, I, I'm at 37th. Um, this guy used to be really good, but V-Shift, uh, the input delay reduction, and his general nerfs, they, they've not been kind to the character, and you rarely see him anymore. Um, that said, if you play very fundamentally what you do, you can definitely get consistent wins with Nikali. It's just not easy to do anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, he's super stubby. Uh, he's among the most stubby characters in the entire game. His damage output is, you know, it was once great, but now you have many characters who either equal or surpass him in, in the, the damage category. So Nikali gets it's outclassed in normals and specials and damage and he's really boring to boot like due to his lack of options i just I, I could not put him very high up on the list because everyone has either abandoned this character um or they rarely play him for the most part um he's got a few matchups in his favor but it's just like yeah this is a big slide down the mountain since season one uh where he had amazing tools like an anti-air jab it's just like nah <laughs> why play nikali is pretty much what it comes down to yeah, I mean, I've moved on. I haven't played him in months. Uh, I, I still would consider myself a Nikali main, maybe secondary. I, I mean, I don't really care. And I think that's what the battle cry of the Street Fighter V crowd is, is I don't really care about Nikali. Uh, I do think that he's better than the bottom 11 here. I think he's he's a legitimate character who has legitimate tools. But yeah, it's like so few people seem to play him that it's almost like he's he's not relevant in that way. It's hard to even actually put him on the tier list technically because he's so not cared about mm -hmm. uh so uh, i've said before he has a bunch of good tools he's got a dive kick he's got a three frame he's got an invincible dv he's got a command grab he's got that uh v trigger and um but he's stubby he has a very hard time making his good tools work in tandem with one another to amount to a lot and even when he's going for his thing he's trying to get on offense he's still kind of taking risks um, that a lot of other characters don't have to take as much because of his stubbiness trying to occupy that space. He's got a, he's just got a fight where other similar characters kind of have breeze throughs. Uh, and, and because of that, it's just more times, uh, more interactions can go not in his favor, uh, where they might go in the favor of a, of a similar character that has a slightly better ability, slightly better reach, things like that. He's got, he needs glue. He needs glue to hold all the parts together and he just doesn't have that. And uh, he also doesn't have enough of a, of a draw for people to care about him. So I don't think he's going to get a ton. I think he's just, he, he didn't work in the story. He didn't work as a character. I thought he was really cool. I still think he's pretty cool, guys. Just, I mean, if you want to give him the last kind of last ditch little hurrah, we could. 
but I don't think it's going to come. And, um, and so I have him here at, at 33rd overall. Yeah, when we watch the analytics for this segment, we're going to see that the Nikali stuff, even though it's right at the beginning, was the least viewed character. Yeah, they just out skipped of all right so through. It just, <laughs> just it has to. That's that's Nikali's feet. So, who's your number thirty three? Thirty three. I had Sagat. Uh, who? Okay, and we already discussed. spoke about Sagat yeah. in the last video. So uh, my number thirty two was Ed. Is Ed in this section for you? Ed is much further up for me. Ah, you know, um, he's been getting a lot of play, and he is a simple character. And uh, in that he's got like simple inputs and whatnot. So he's supposed to be friendly to newcomers. And I think they did a really good job of making him that. Uh, he's got some good stuff. He's got some decent things. But like at the end of the day, he's just, he's, he's fine, but he's not great. And in, in like the stuff that'll throw at you, I feel like I can figure out, navigate decently well. I don't always beat Ed players, but I beat him, you know, decently. And uh, and that's like playing as, as multiple different kinds of characters. Uh, I don't know that he has massive advantages against any one type of character. He just doesn't stand out to me as amazing. He stands out to me as a decent character who can do things and can do them with relative ease. And that's what I think he was supposed to be. And a character like that, you don't want to go too high on the tier list. So I was really comfortable putting him here at, in like the, the lower 11, I should say. Not the bottom 11, but the lower 11. And uh, I think that's where he should be as a as an entry level character for people to begin the game with. But you don't want someone who's relatively easy to go too high up on the tier lists. Yeah, I had Ed at number one. No, I'm kidding. I had him at uh, 22nd. Uh, Ed finally climbed the mountain uh, or maybe, you know, maybe climbed out of the gutter would be, you know, a better way of saying it. But it took him a long time. Uh, he he went from almost never being seen in tournament to being in 13 CPT events this year alone. Uh, uh, Nemo. Eights. Uh, there was a few top eights in there because Corey Bell uh-huh. uh, was able to do it, but uh, uh, Nemo, Corey Bell, Trashbox, Infiltration, Dominion, uh, and a handful of others used him this year. Um, and uh, he even actually helped win a CPT event as a sub character. He was not the main character, but he was one of the sub characters that you know uh, the the guy won with. So uh, this guy is a big time explosive character, uh, big time power, big time other stuff. Uh, he is a classic example of take the throw. That is one of the major things about Ed is don't get frame trapped by him. And that's pretty much all he's got because like his, his standing medium punch is like plus 7,000. Um, yeah, but the thing about Ed and, you know, and what we're kind of get out, like where he kind of sucks at is he's got a 16 frame EXDP. So one of the most, you know, important parts about it is just stick out a jab, other things like that. And Ed pretty much has to hold it. Like he can do some stuff, but, um, when Ed loses momentum in a matchup, he's just in a terrible spot overall. So I, I'm again, I, I've got Ed at 22nd. So I'm, I'm definitely much more fond of this character, especially with, you know, his placements in the CPT and who's doing damage with him. I think he's a much, much better character. Um, but also there's a history of, of people saying Ed is great. And then like him being almost dead last in a lot of people's tier listings. Yeah. So, he's um, been a character that's got good patch notes, but then it just didn't come to fruition in the actual gameplay a few times now. And, uh, yeah. and I think he's gotten better than he, he has been in the past for sure. Uh, but like he, he's got decent neutral, he's got okay neutral. Um, and, and you can't really jump at him. He's got really easy anti-airs and, anti-airs uh, are so good now, Yeah, but you don't have to, that's the thing. Yep. And if he had better neutral, the character could skyrocket up the tier mm-hmm. list because if you can't jump at him and he can lock you down in the horizontal, he's got vertical and horizontal covered. And then he starts putting the onus on you to approach him. That's making us of a really strong character there, but, uh, he gets kind of held up in the neutral. It's not 
terrible and he's got some stuff that that's good but like as long as you're not jumping at him and you're playing the patient game he's gonna have to start throwing out that like spider web and and if he's doing that that's got so much startup if you guess your way in and then he's on defense and he's got like you said that dp is like a really i don't like those dps very much i like playing against them because you can bait him out on wake up with a with yeah. a meaty and still block the dp it's like he's got some hard times on defense so uh because of that yeah i put him where i put him yeah, yeah. I, I do think that oh, Ed has got some more advantage matchups, uh, and that's where he really starts to move up the tiers. But I'm not saying he's got a ton of those, but if you happen to, to be one of those characters who does not do that great against Ed because he can stand, stand back and pelt you with his fireball. You know, he can he can zone at mid-range, and it, again, uh, you, you try to get in on him, and he's doing, you know, what, 250, 300 damage or whatever uh, if he's got meter on an anti-air or something like that. And then, of course, if you jump at him when he's got his V-trigger stocked, uh, that could be a nightmare as well. So um, I, I really think that is better uh, than he's ever been before, but there it is. Okay. Who do you have at 32? I've got Kage there. Uh, I'm curious where you have this guy. I have Kage nearby. I have okay. Kage nearby. He's at number 28 for me. Uh, Kage is, uh, I'll let you talk about him because I asked you first. Okay. <laughs> he's often labeled as a weaker version of Akuma. And, and that's just not a spot you want to be in, in this game. Uh, he's not bad, you know, but he, he's far from being bad actually, you know, um, but just being so constantly overshadowed by what other Shotos can do. It's it just, it, it, that means you're not going to see him a lot. Uh, still has a handful of fans who put time into him, uh, as his footsies, his damage, and most things are actually at solid levels, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, however, other characters have easier routes than him to victory, and that's really the biggest issue with Kage. Um, you, you pretty much have to be a fan of his movements, his play style, and other stuff like that. That's why you play this character. It's not that he's better. He's just a little bit different. He, the, the classic Street Fighter Shoto character, right? Like, uh, um, Ryu's like, hey, I've got all your moves. Like, And Ken's like, oh yeah, my DP does slightly more damage than yours and goes a little bit further. It's like, and that's the major difference. That th This is Shoto's in Street Fighter, right? Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, playing second fiddle to Akuma is just a recipe for low usage, and that's why I've got him at 32nd. Yeah, Kage is one of a handful of characters, and actually, as I look at this kind of group together here, that are uh, too honest for their own good, something like that. I mean, I know that sometimes he gets just a random EX uh, Tatsu against a Phenom. Eh, stuff like that can happen, and it was totally a uh, reaction. But when uh, when that's not happening, one, he's he's pretty stubby, so that's a thing in this game. He's got great watts, walk speed, so there is that, and he can definitely get the job done. He doles out some crazy damage once he gets you in your face. I think he's kind of a better Nikali in that way. Uh, kind of similar to Nikali in actually a lot of ways, but also similar to Ryu being a Shoto and whatnot. Uh, and his, he's got cool stuff. He's got some big time damage, but he gets hit like a truck because he has relatively low life. Um, and he doesn't have enough, like uh, there's some stuff with weird, uh, teleport situations and whatnot that he can kind of eke some crazy, uh, uh, like, like steal some turns or, or have a weird mix up on you. But for the most part, you just kind of got to out solid your opponent and his, his ability to play the neutral is okay, but it's just not the best. And when you get hit as hard as he gets hit, uh, it just, it's, it's hard to make things come together. So you have people like snake eyes doing decently well with him. Uh, but no one's really just cracking into that top echelon with Kage. And it's kind of sad. I would like to see more. I think this is a really cool character. I think a lot of his animations, a lot of his uh, combos and sequences are really fun to do, fun to look at, fun to watch. Uh, but like he's got to just outplay you in a lot of scenarios. And when that's the case... Eh, it's just, it's rough in Street Fighter V, so. Yeah, outplay you or just go completely crazy. 
And uh, we see plenty of that online if you play Kagi. Like, just expect the random to just come out at some point in time. But if you're playing like that, you're not going to have consistent results. And yeah. there you are. Uh, my number 31 was Gil, which we already talked about. Mm -hmm. Who's your 31? That's a darn good question, John. My number 31 about who we talked about was Zangief. Oh, good one there. All right. Number yeah. 30, Vega. I got Vega. Is Vega yeah. in this in this batch for you? He's really close to it. I got him at 29th. Oh, all right. Right on. So uh, Vega is, he's gotten better and better and better and better, but it still hasn't been quite enough. His neutral is really good because uh, he's got the best walk speed forward and backward in the game. He's got really good reach. He's got that dang slide that we actually did a video on the slide uh, just by itself and like why it hits you. Uh, and the other day, oh my gosh, I uh, was playing against a Vega that I run into fairly frequently and I was holding down back for all of like seven seconds and on like the frame that I was starting, like my brain was like, maybe I'll not hold block right now. Oh wait, slide's probably coming the moment I don't want to hold block. So then I went back down in the like half a frame that I moved my hand, I got slid. Yep. <laughs> uh, this character has some crazy stuff. You can play... He's, he's part of this kind of weirdly solid bunch. And I, like, I know you think Vega, oh, they're just going to go off of the wall and they're going to do random slides. And yeah, that's that's part of the character. But uh, higher levels, he's going to control the neutral because that's what he's good at doing. And so he he's going to do that quite a bit. And he's got the tools to do that. He's got longer and more damaging combos than ever before. But for whatever reason, it's like maybe it's his defense. Maybe it's his, like, I guess lack of anti-airs might be a big part of it too. It is, it's yeah. hard to put my finger on exactly what it all is. Because I think it's a lot of little things that add up to Vega just can't cut it when it comes to, I think, defense. And it's like maybe he doesn't have enough damage, but I'm really hesitant to, no, to no, no, put no. my I, stamp I, on that. I could definitely weigh in because I played this character quite a bit. He was my former main. And, and he, the problem with Vega is like he's got a bunch of, you know, A listings kind of across the board. His range is great. His speed is great. Uh, his combos and other stuff. When you have resources, they're quite good. The problem is, as you mentioned, his anti-airs and then his defense. Once you get in on Vega, it's really hard for him to stop momentum in the matchup. And you can, you're seeing a bunch of top players like place with this character because you can overcome his you know weaknesses it's possible to do it but he's just not a great all-around character and he's technical and all this other kind of stuff like that that's where vega falls apart is like you look at him on paper and you go man he's probably not that bad but he has two of the things you do not want in this game which is bad anti-airs and bad defense that is a that's it's it's hard to overcome that in this in this good fighting game. So it's more that his weaknesses are too big. It's not that yeah. his abilities aren't there, but his weaknesses are really big. Yeah, that's that's what I would think. And again, it's a uh, people might you know beg to differ on that one, but I mean the the amount of like you know the the damage and the mix ups Vega can get when he gets going, when he gets momentum, it's really intimidating. But he has to have resources to do it. He doesn't always have that, but when he's got them, you know he can chain multiple ex attacks into each other, throw a V trigger in there, all that kind of stuff. He can do some cool things, but. There it is. Who is your number 30? Number 30, I had Oro. Okay. So we already talked about him. Yep. Did you have anything else to add? Yeah. Right. No. Nah, uh, so my number 29 was Jury, which we've already talked about. Mm -hmm. And my 28 was Kage. Who is your 29? Oh, that was uh, Vega. 29 was Vega. And then my 28 was Armika. Armika. All right. Mm -hmm. So... I had I said what I said about Armika. Now you've always been a little a little scared of this character, a little respectful, we can say, of this character. What do you have to say about Armika? Oh, 
you can you can take the the me and take it like most of the community uh, i don't know why mika's so underrated in this and stuff and again at 28th this is formerly one of the best characters in all street fighter 5 she's still okay um but much more in line with where a crazy 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 grappler should be placed in the tiers i don't know why she was so high tier for so long and just so underrated but uh but v-shift did a number on mika uh, where a number of other grapplers who are higher up uh, weren't as badly affected by V-Shift, she was majorly impacted with this because she would often, you know, force people just into a series of guesses and kind of very unearned in that way. And those guesses now are just heavily mitigated uh, by V-Shift because it's like, well, I mean, you don't have a lot of great counters to this. Like you've got to, you know, you've got to really stick your head in there to get them. And Mika players don't like to use her head. So, um, anyway, they do sometimes uh, <laughs> for anti-airs. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. Um, but anyway, there, there are a few great Mika players left roaming around right now. Um, and they play very fundamental and footsie based, you know, which is fine. Um, she's on the more rare side of things, but she still has a presence in many tournaments. You go in there and look at our results. She's still in there. Uh, and, and she's still, you know, doing well. It's not like everyone's dropped her. Uh, that's why I've got her at 28th. And, you know, I know a number of people like have her way lower and, you know, um, all that kind of stuff, but it's like, She's still well played, right? And um, anyway, so you know, I have her like at thirty seventh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't see her a ton, and you watch more tournaments than I do, so I'll, I'll concede that you probably have better information there than I do. But yeah, like when I run into her, it's it's like Mika's to me are when they get close. Yeah, they have their crazy mix ups and they have their grappler stuff that the grapplers tend to have. But when they're trying to play neutral, it's like they get shut down and they have gimmicks and sometimes those gimmicks work, which is why she is as high as she was on my list. I was going to put her even lower, but um, she just seems like a shell of her former self. Uh, and that's a good thing. Yeah, definitely a yeah. good thing because she was overpowered for what she was. But uh, yeah, I just it's she has a hard time doing much outside of her her trick, which got directly hit by V shift. And, uh, and if you're Goodness. solid, it's like, I'm, I'm just going to try to out solid you for the most part. And then even if you do get in, I have V shift or I have the guess. And then if I push you out, it's like, <laughs> you got to do it all over again. Just not a good scenario for her. So. Yeah, um, Fudo still plays her, plays Poison more often. Uh, Luffy still plays her, uh, El Chicote. Like, there's a bunch of, like, really strong Mika players that are out there. Uh, Yoyote still plays her. Like, this is still, you know, a character that's seeing uh, some usage in decent amount of it. But uh, she went from, you know, top 10, <laughs> maybe top 5, uh, from some of the other seasons now down to 28. That is a huge drop in power, and you rarely see that in fighting games. Where someone is, you know, formerly top tier, uh, shouts all the people who would not admit that with, you know, Mika before. Um, but um, uh, the fact that she's dropped this many spots is, you know, that is rare in fighting games to see that pretty much with anyone. Mm. Uh, and, you know, uh, so it, it's, I, I, yeah, there it is. Who you got at 27? At 27, I had Birdie. Oh, okay. And we spoke about him. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? Nah, nothing on Birdie. All right. I had Ryu at number 27. Ryu got a lot better. Uh, he gets a lot better every time, but it actually turns out to be not all that much better. He's he's solid. He's basic. He's got some cool stuff, but um, I don't know. You'd think with all those tools, he would be coming out in, especially being like the most popular character in the game for obvious reasons. You'd think you'd see some better placements. You'd think you'd see more waves being made by him. But outside of that beginning, uh, like the beginning of the season when everyone was giving him another chance, and I do enjoy him. I think he's fun. He's a fun Street Fighter player or Street Fighter character to play in this game. Um, he just doesn't have what it takes to get the job done. Um, not not enough. So. Mm. I see. I have Ryu much higher up at 21st, uh, and people might feel that's too high. 
Um, but I think if Akuma was more nerfed, I think a lot of people would agree that this is actually a good spot for him at, at you know, almost a top 20. Um, Ryu's damage output now is really good, and he can kill you in just a few touches. Um, and, and he's strong enough where you're actually seeing a few people now pick him over Akuma. It depends on the matchup and the circumstance, but you're actually seeing people go, oh, I'm not going to pick Akuma here. Let me pick Ryu. Um, he, he takes a good amount of work, though, to get into the positions where he can just do a lot of damage. And, and if you were the harder reads to you know set up opponents and all that kind of stuff, like he, he doesn't have to commit to major stuff, but he has to commit a little bit more than some the other top tier so you know i couldn't get them you know in the top 20 but you're seeing people like samurai momochi nephew otani uh mov master of vampires uh jimmy of course who stick stuck with them and then eli the curry uh and a number of other players as well play ryu not necessarily as a main sometimes as a main but but uh as a sub uh and and this is the most popular ryu has been since season one uh, mm-hmm. and it just to me again he's just so heavily overshadowed by akuma um, it's hard to kind of like get a good read on a, you know what Ryu can do because it's just like well why not play Akuma and that argument you know beats everything I've got here right but that does not mean he's not solid in his own you know in his own ways it's just it's like he's kind of like he's just not on a lot of people's radars he's one of those uh, honest bunch that I have like I think that he just he has too much in the way of honesty he's got good solid fundamentals but sometimes you just need that that sprinkling of crazy that you can do safely and hugely advantageously. And I just don't think he has that. Like he is like sweep into V trigger, which everybody has, but he <laughs> right. needs more than sweep mm-hmm. into V trigger. Um, all right. So number 26, this is where I put Rose. Uh, she's one of the two characters that I like Ozen, Rose and Oro, Orzo, Uzo. Uh, I don't know enough about. We've played a few times. I've run into like two other roses online. I've heard that she's total trash. I've heard that she's secretly decent. Uh, I turn this over to you, and maybe we can talk about her when when you when she's on your list. Um, but yeah, yeah well, with Rose, of I where just... she's at my list. She's at number twenty six. Um, no, <laughs> right she... where you have her. Yeah, exactly. Right, right where I you win. have her. Yeah, I win. I figured it out. I figured the biggest Rose fan, and I. And you're well, yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. All we're the things that you were going to say is the things that I was going to say. So go ahead and tell people what we have to say about Rose because we are experts. Yeah, psychic read, man. Good stuff. Um, she's insanely technical. Uh, in my opinion, she's right below Monat, uh, probably the second most technical character in the game. Uh, but I don't think she's low tier. She's just underappreciated by many players right now. Uh, Rose has won uh, a, a match in the CPT Grand Finals already. Uh, plus recently had a few players get into top eight winners. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like... Yeah, this is this is a character who's getting some you know nice tournament placements um, already. And keep in mind what I just said. This is a highly technical character who's only been out for six months, and she's already making her appearance known. She's already a factor in some events. Uh, it kind of depends on where you go. West Coast uh, tends to be uh, a lot of Rose players. That's where I'm at. Filipino man, Flaquito. Uh, there's some others and stuff out here. Uh, it depends on the region you're at. But um, there's also uh, Japan has a number of very strong Rose players as well already coming up. So um, this is a tournament level character. I don't think she's spectacular, but she's a strong zoner who's difficult to play and and how often do you see that in street fighter 5 it's like okay like you know it's and she's mid tier like i don't think she's a top tier character by any you know stretch of the imagination she's a mid tier character 
so where is her spot on this? And it's like, well, it's Street Fighter V. Do I really want a zone in this game? You know, and so a lot of people end up just immediately putting Rose in the low tier, you know, area because it's like, well, you know, she's technical. She's got a zone. Screw her, you know, kind of thing. But it's like if you're putting the work in, you're getting some pretty decent results with this character right now. And that's why I've got her at 26. Me too. All those things you said is exactly what I think. Uh, I had Cody at 25, which we already talked about. Who'd you have at 25? I've got Ken there. Um, and uh, Ken is not Akuma. And, uh, but I'm curious, where do you have Ken at? Because I know 24. you... 24. Okay, so right there. Uh, he, he's he's not Akuma. That's probably his biggest problem. <laughs> he, that's kind of the thing with Shoto's, right? Uh, this guy is still played by a number of pro players like Chris Atarian, of course, Momochi, Infectious, and, and Etta. Um, the thing about Ken is he excels really, really good at forcing your opponent to play in a style and approach that you want them to as Ken. And, and he's the best show to at doing that, in my opinion, his pressure game, his high damage options, uh, even the best of players, it can knock them, you know, off balance and stuff because mm-hmm. he's just such a wild, bleh, you know, but, but how do you feel about Ken, John? I, I know if this is a, a pet I was talking about, yeah, I was talking about the honest bunch like Ryu and I think jury, maybe Kage goes into that. Uh, Ken is a lot of what those characters have without the honesty because Ken mm-hmm. will play a good Ken will play reserved because Ken can whiff punish you. Ken can get stuff going in an honest manner, but he has some legit BS that he can throw at you at any moment. And having right. that spark, having that peppering in of craziness is what you need in this game to excel. I've heard that he's a lot better. I've heard that more in this season that he's grown. I just haven't seen the results uh, or, or like felt the wrath to put him much higher. But if he were to start appearing in more top eights and stuff, I wouldn't have a problem uh, like putting him even higher up on the list. I just need to see the evidence for myself. Um, like his V trigger two has gotten better where he can do like legitimate combos. And, and that actually controls a decent amount of the horizontal space where you can't throw fireballs if he's got it, uh, things yeah. like that, or he can whiff with whiff punish with it, stuff like that. It um, is, it is his V trigger two is a lot better, uh, and in two bars. And as you say, you just can't throw fireballs and, and do certain things on reaction. You just hitting two buttons and it's like, you're done. And he goes into a fairly large combo there, uh, that, a combo that can lead into super and do 50, 60% of your life. That's, yeah. that's rough. You know, and that and that is the main improvement I've seen for Ken players is switching over to V Trigger too. Ken has to take risks. A lot of the risks that he takes are like it's it's sort of like a 50-50. Like he's gonna go for his overhead on your wake up. If it works for him, or if it doesn't work for him, you can punish. If it works for him though, the benefits are pretty high. They're not as good as some of other characters that can take risks with higher higher rewards with less risk. But his are a little in his favor at this point. Paired with the fact that he can play fairly honestly and fairly decently, you know, in, in those two gears and how it's kind of hard to keep up with Ken and then incredibly frustrating when you can't. And he takes advantage of that a lot. You get frustrated against this character. Like I, mm. so uh, with all that in his bag, I think Ken is, is better than before. I don't know if it's the best he's ever been. I'd have to go and revisit. It doesn't really matter. He's, he's number 24 in my book right now. The sparks are going to fly when Ken's on screen and like, I just, I call this character super unpredictable and often, you know, the people who use them are playing that way as well. And so mm-hmm. you, you, you don't want a character that's that wild to be too strong. And, and I think yeah. season one, Ken was definitely better. And I think we saw a lot of issues with that despite, you know, and it's, he got knocked down and he's kind of fluctuating around the spot, but like super turbo Ken is, is known as like a very wild character as well. And he's like mid tier and 
you know, we have Kane in the mid tier. This is perfect for him. Don't make mm-hmm. him any better because you don't want a character that's crazy to be strong. Like it's just like, you know, let let people tap into the crazy and get good results with that if that's how they want to play, but don't make that the standard for a high tier character. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I want to tack on a little bit of a specific here is that like when he when he goes for his stuff. He'll hit like a combo and he gets decent damage, usually some Oki, but also he's got some really good corner carry. I don't know how much we talk about that, but like if he ends a combo with his uh, with his Tatsu and it takes you across the screen or in the scenario where he's like, you know, he hits you with a back throw, his that, that Ken back throw rolls and then tosses. It's like it's it's mm-hmm. taking you to the corner one way or another. And uh, and then a rushdown character like this that's going to put you in the mix up like that's where he wants you. So he's also really good at putting you where he wants you to be to then capitalize off of his bigger strength. So he's got decent strength in the neutral and strong uh, strengths in the uh, in the offensive. Love those strong strengths. They're very the good. The strong strengths are uh, <laughs> highly underrated. Uh, who do you have for 23? Uh, at, at 24, I've got uh, Ibuki. So, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have Ibuki yeah, yeah. at 23. What? We're uh, getting pretty close right here. In, Tell huh? me about um, Ibuki. A big time robbery character. Uh, it's been she's been knocked down uh, several spots from Nurse uh, by Capcom, and, and the way V Shift works in this game has hit her too. Uh, Abuki definitely has plenty of setups that will blow through V Shift, especially if you try to get it out there on kind of the first attempt and whatnot. Um, but uh, if you if you know where to V Shift at, if you've done your homework against her, you can kind of get out of her stuff. Um, now, which is much better than it used to be. And, and I think that there's going to be a number of people out here who are upset by us having her this high up the list still because I've seen a number of people who are like, oh, she's garbage now. And But you play against a really good Ibuki player and it's like, she's not garbage. She was getting away with murder in some yes. of these past seasons. And, That's why and Fujimura now... left is because like she, she's solid, but then you could, she just, like you said, she could get away with murder. She had ridiculous, powerful stuff. And now she's gotten her powerful stuff, kind of got a buzz cut. And now there's a little more thought, a little more like threading in the loop. And he's like, I don't want to pair my ridiculous abilities as a player. I want my payoffs to be ridiculous. And I don't want my payoffs to just be kind of like moderate. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of people jump ship and and, uh, because Ibuki was no longer capable of easy wins. So Uh, spoiled brats, you Ibuki players. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you run across an Ibuki player now, uh, you know, they're probably damn good because to to eke out wins with this character is not easy to do. And some of their setups and other stuff are just going to be layered upon layered. And it's like, ooh, uh, uh, there's a few Ibuki players I play regularly online. And it's like, yeah, I'm I'm in for it now. Um, So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um. I'm I, I am like you disappointed that the tier whores out there just kind of dropped the character and just like ah I was only using her for cheap wins but uh, there there are still a lot of good players out there who have stuck with her and it's like if you have stuck with the Buki now you have a, you have my utmost respect because it's like hey uh, you're not just in it for the cheap wins you like this character and you know it's making her work now is a legitimate thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then who's your number twenty three then? Number 23, this is going to be controversial, particularly for you. And uh, so I'm going to get into this here uh, and then I'm going to, I'm going to, okay. So who do I have here? Lucia. Yep. You're right. Number 23. I've got Lucia. We'll talk uh, about her later. Yeah. And, oh, you want to talk about her later? Talk about her later. All right. We'll save her. All right, guys, that's it for this week. We're only doing the first half. You'll get the second half of our season five Street Fighter five tier list next week until then please if you would give us a like comment subscribe all that stuff john was talking about on youtube we are really trying to grow that even if you don't watch us there we would appreciate your support there and have a great week we will see you next time